Ahoy! You're listening to Diffuse Tap with Kenny Estes and Isla Krem. Today we are joined by Bryce Paul, the founder and chief investment officer at Tower 18 Capital. He's going to talk about how microcoins took over 2023, how they're valued, and why now may be the time to add them to your portfolio. Enjoy. Awesome. Welcome, everyone and all of you. As always, I'm hoping you met somebody interesting in the little chat you just now had. Um, if this is your first time here, here's what you can expect. Here's what's on tap for Diffuse Tap. This is a weekly event. We do it every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Central. We've done 188 times, if that counter is correct. I'm almost certain it's not, but it's close enough. Um, we're going to briefly talk about Diffuse Tap, the event you're in. We're going to talk about Diffuse Funds, the company. And then we're going to hear from Mr. Bryce Paul for about 15 minutes, do a little Q&A. Then we're going to do two more rounds of tap rooms, kind of similar to what you just experienced. So it's because this event is mostly all about networking. It's a chance for you to meet other alternative investors, pretty heavily skewed towards cryptocurrency, in small groups of four or five, six, something like that. But we do want you to leave a little bit wiser which is why we have folks like Mr. Paul on. We're doing in-person uh, diffuse taps as well. So just kind of casual drinks, get to meet people in the third dimension. In the end of January, we're going to be doing one in Chicago, hosted by Mr. Mrs. Gabby Goose. So we'll give you more details when it is available. Diffuse Funds is an alternative fund platform. So our big push right now is on our Diffuse Digital 30 product, which is a market cap weighted index fund of the top 30 cryptocurrencies. It is now publicly <coughs> It's an easy way for you to get exposure to more than just Bitcoin and Ethereum. And on that theme, we have Mr. Paul right here. So Bryce, you want to unmute yourself, introduce yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about what you're up to over at Tower 18. Yeah, happy to. Um, and yeah, first and foremost, Kenny um, and Alia, thank you so much for inviting me over here. Um, this will be my uh, my first time here speaking to the group and meeting with the group and really enjoyed um, the breakout and, and met some really nice folks. Um, so, you know, kudos to you guys for, for you know, such a great turnout and high quality uh, guests here. Um, a little bit about Tower 18. Um, so I run a, uh, a hedge fund management company. And so we have two funds. Um, our first fund that we launched um, in 2021, January, um, it's a long-only strategy. So we take a look at the crypto market holistically um, and say, you know, what are the best coins? What's the best way to kind of manage our risk around these coins? Um, we also have a second fund. That fund is called a fund of funds. So we invest in, like it sounds, several other crypto hedge funds and venture funds. And um, we're really excited to kind of about, you know, just, you know, having this platform with, with you know, two really different funds, but we think both are, you know, really critical to ha kind of have in your portfolio um, if you're trying to, you know, best capitalize on the market. So yeah, we're really excited about the crypto market. I kind of started this whole thing um, after I kind of started a podcast. And so hence the, uh, you know, the fancy mic and, and all this kind of <laughs> stuff that Kenny was giving me a hard time with. But I have uh, the same mic. I just don't have the fancy stands. But yeah. Yeah, so so it's called Crypto 101, and uh, it's we've got like 500 episodes now, and and kind of have interviewed um, just all the different founders and fund managers and builders and engineers and and all sorts of different cool people in the space, and and it's kind of one of the best parts of the of my my job and my existence, I guess. Is is actually that's how I met Kenny. I kind of you know heard about Diffuse, reached out, um, wanted to learn about you know crypto index funds and all that stuff. Started chatting with him. We had a really good chat. 
Um, and so I get to meet cool people like Kenny all the time and and like all you folks, and I'm sure, you know, some of you guys will will be able to come on the podcast here in in the future um, to talk about what you guys are doing. So yeah, we just like to help out the space. I, I write a newsletter every week. We've got a team of analysts kind of like on that podcast side that's putting out just general sort of information. And then on the hedge fund side, we've got a team who's kind of analyzing the markets and, and looking to see where the best place to kind of have our exposures are. Um, and so, yeah, happy to talk about you know what we're looking at in terms of you know our our kind of forecast right. for the year, um, some interesting things that we're looking at. I'm not sure like if this is a place where people come and talk about you know what assets they hold. So I don't want to be the guy to come on here and shill if this isn't the venue. Well, let's actually so jump right in there. there. Um, so. I hear a lot about this Bitcoin and Ethereum thing and spot ETF and all of that stuff. It sounds like you do some analysis on here. Is that where you should be throwing money right now? Like, is that is that where you're super bullish? Um, or is what does the rest of the landscape work look like? And then uh, microcoins in general, right? The, you know, mm -hmm. crap coins. If you want, if you want to be the PC version of them, uh, is there anything to them, or is it all just a big one scam? Just kind of, what are your thoughts overall for the industry? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. So to your first question about um, Ethereum and, and Bitcoin primarily, you know, do they hold a place in somebody's personal portfolio? And, and let me obviously preface this with, you know, what I say, um, you know, not financial advice, all that kind of stuff. And I, I'm thinking about strictly like in terms of, you know, our funds portfolio. Um, I absolutely think that uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum uh, should hold a place in, in a long only portfolio of cryptocurrencies. Um, primarily, you know, in a, in a sea of you know hundreds of thousands of coins, um, those are two that you could kind of bet uh, ten years down the line are, are going to be here. And we measure that kind of by you know their network effects. They, they've got um, you know sort of uh, the Lindy test of time. They've been around for a really long time. They've got incredibly large developer networks, um, liquidity, which is really sticky. Um, you know, those are the two most liquid assets, and so. You know, if you're you're speculating on the future of of crypto and you know crypto growing over time, which all of our investors, we've got about 150 LPs across both funds. Um, you know, everybody's taking a look at this, you know, with a horizon of uh, a 10 years, right? And and I, I want to be running this fund until the day I die. I think crypto is not necessarily like a flash in the pan or or some kind of you know ancillary technology that you know could be adopted into. I think I think it's actually going to eat. You know every industry. I think you know as as software eats the world. You know crypto is you know financialized software um, that you don't have to trust any sort of centralized party. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but I think that this is a super super big idea. So you know we spend all of our time uh, analyzing um, you know these markets. So yes, Bitcoin and Ethereum. Like for instance, right now our fund is about 29 percent exposed to uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum collectively, um, with you know another. 20% of our fund in, in one position, particularly right now. Um, some you know coin that we kind of have a, a really strong sort of bullish um, outlook on for this year. Um, but like you mentioned, there's there's a lot of other coins in, in the smattering of micro coins. And so is now the time kind of to be uh, all in? You know, I, I never think the time to be is all in on micro coins. I think you always have to have um, sort of a you know a balanced approach, but I do think that the risk reward Particularly, I guess you know when we when we first started talking about this. I think back in October, you know, I was I was kind of pounding my fist on the table. Um, you know, micro coins, everything is is, is way 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 down relative to um, you know to the all time highs. Huge amount of fundamental value growth has has occurred in sort of the drawdown in terms of you know more users coming on, more wallets. Um, you, you've got lots of um, you know liquidity that's coming back, and so we we kind of put out a big 
big report and, and, and call that we you know we're like, hey, you know, we think micro coins are going to be it, right? And then of course November, December happened. Uh, many coins went up three, four, five hundred percent, and we saw just a really large re-rating. Clearly, you know, today we had you know a, a couple billion dollars of open interest wiped off the map. Um, you know, you saw a lot of coins start to leg lower. Um, you know that that could be indicative of you know just I think a lot of uh, traders kind of front running the the ETF. You, you saw you know CME and all sorts of different uh, funding rates get all you know really really high. Cash and carry came back to you know 40 percent annualized. And so whenever that kind of happens, it, it's indicative of a lot of froth in the market. Um, so we saw that. We also see coins like Bonk or uh, Dog with Hat, and like <laughs> anybody who's in, in the crypto market trading these things knows there's like a lot of really crazy frothy sort of coins um, that all went up huge and that don't really have a lot of fundamental value, which we could you know talk about how we identify fundamental value in just a bit. But um, you know, there's a lot of froth. So, you know, pullback, leverage wipeout, this stuff's necessary, this stuff's expected. Um, you know, we we anticipate that it's still going to be a really strong year um for, for some of the smaller cap coins. Um, there's a lot of narratives, a lot of incentive programs coming out, a lot of airdrop programs. And if you kind of think about like you know where we're at in the cycle, which I, I think you know crypto is very cyclical, and so we're always you know looking back at you know the anchor of of sort of uh, all of this. Is, well, there's two anchors. One is global liquidity, um, you know, from, from from our macro, and that's about as far you know macro expertise I'll venture down. I know that some of you guys are um, probably running macro funds and all that stuff, but I do know that uh you know risk assets s p uh and you know crypto are, are highly highly correlated to global liquidity flows and and obviously uh you know back at the the peak of 2021 and all throughout 2022 we were staring down the barrel of you know unprecedented amount of interest rates uh you know hiking and, and kind of in response to this inflation that was scathing and um, we had, you know, the, the Fed drawing down its balance sheet at kind of unprecedented rates. And so with that, you kind of heard that, you know, liquidity suck and, and all, all, the, all the prices came down. But now we're actually staring down the barrel of the complete opposite. Um, and so, so for me, I think, well, if that environment caused prices to, to, to crater, now we're staring at the opposite. That, that should probably have some level of an opposite effect. And we're, we're starting to see that, right? And once the market kind of sniffed out that, um, you know, rates are, you know, probably, High, you know, as high as they're going to be, you know, maybe there's room for for a little bit higher, but but by and large, you know, the market's pricing in, I think, with a 71 percent degree certainty, which is less than what it was yesterday. So so the certainty is declining. Um, that there won't be any rate hikes. Um, in fact, that we'll start cutting rates. Um, I think the Fed is their dot plot has about three rate cuts next or this year, 2024. I think market has somewhere around six priced in. So there's definitely a differential there um, that the market's playing with. But by and large, we're not looking at you know all those reports. It's going to be seven hikes. It's going to be eight hikes, and and everybody getting scared. And so liquidity is one thing. But I come back to the other anchor of of crypto price cyclicality, and it's the Bitcoin having. Where again, I don't need to tell you guys what it is, unless somebody asks in the chat what it is. Oh, but the Bitcoin do. having is exactly you know the, the Bitcoin having is exactly what drives prices. And so when we have kind of a market where. Um, you know, Bitcoin uh, was down 75% or something like that, 70% in 2022. And then it was up 155% in 2023. So people ask, well, well, what happened there? And I think people start to realize that, okay, you know, Bitcoin's not going away. Sure, there was a lot of bad actors with Luna, FTX, Celsius, um, BlockFi, Voyager, Luna. I mean, you know, I'll get out of breath if I go on through through all of the fraudsters and kind of, you know, scam artists that that ruined really a whole year of our industry. 
Three Arrows Capital, Genesis. And, and long story short, a lot of those guys got wiped out of the market. Um, but, and I'll kind of pause here after I say this piece, but the market always needs to regain confidence in, in kind of the, the, the market leader before you could start to speculate down the risk spectrum on all these other coins. And so what we had in 2023, kind of in that first half of the year, um, we had, it was like a Bitcoin only show, right? I mean, Bitcoin was up big, uh, starting to rebound, but all the altcoins were lagging and, and our portfolio was lagging. And we're like, you know, where, where's all the, the beta, right? You know, there's, there's no beta in the market, you know, Bitcoin's going up and altcoins are flat. And it was kind of a perplexing time, but we realized if you zoom out, I mean, this happens every single bear and bull market cycle is, is Bitcoin rises first and the markets regains confidence there before, you know, the, the, you know, layer twos or the other competing layer ones. And like some of these uh, more speculative coins could start to pop. And then uh, the Bitcoin having, or uh, the, the Bitcoin ETF kind of news cycle started June 15th. That you know brought in a whole you know kind of another bout of of speculation and people off the sidelines saying hey maybe this is really going to happen um, and you start to then see in Q4 October November December bam 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 it's popcorn season right it was altcoin season you had you know large cap coins and we could talk about like looking at relative value plays to see where to put capital for kind of tactical trades and stuff like that but you know you let the market do the work for you. You kind of stick to your guns. You say, hey, we, we take a long-term view. We believe in these coins. We've done our fundamental research. Um, you know, the charts are, are down, but they're, 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 you know, above local lows and looking like, you know, momentum starting to kick in on lower time frames. So we're going to, you know, keep our, keep our exposures here. And, uh, you know, we felt really, really, really vindicated um, on a lot of our positions in, in the, the back half of the year. And, and kind of going forward, we do anticipate that, you know, while there's going to be breathing in the market, um, you are going to still have, you know, a, a lot of excitement here in the crypto market. Um, you know, it happens every year where the the Bitcoin having occurs, and in the months following, altcoin dominance starts to rise. Um, and so we're anticipating after, you know, kind of in the wake of the Bitcoin having. Um, of course, there's only been a couple data points, three data points to be specific. Um, each time uh, after the having, um, altcoin dominance does rise pretty rapidly. And about 18 months after the having. Um, on average, the market entirely peaks out. So we're, we could be looking at a peak in, in late 2025, followed by sort of you know a downtrend in 2026, and, and that could you know obviously that's quite speculative getting getting that far down into the future. But you know we we do look at, at those cyclical patterns. We we like altcoins at, at this time. Um, we do think that as the Bitcoin having happens, as you saw today, a lot of volatility. So negotiate your prices, set your bids. You know, don't don't chase the market. Don't don't you know strictly use market orders and all that stuff. I think you'll you'll be able to negotiate some better prices, particularly because a lot of these coins are not very liquid. Um, if you show some liquidity in the books, you know, uh, five or ten percent below, like chances are you're, you're probably going to get hit. As I found, um, we 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 are you know small enough that we're allowed to, uh, or small enough that it uh, proves beneficial to um, trade some of these smaller cap coins. You know, if we were a billion dollar fund. We probably wouldn't be doing that. So yeah, so that, that's kind of how I look at it. And yeah, happy to. That was a really uh, good overview. I love that. It's, it's going to make a great transcript. So thank you very much for that. And actually, just yeah. great history there too. Because I think a lot yeah. of it, I didn't even, I hadn't really thought of this. So it's good analysis. I'm getting a lot of cynicism in the chat, and they're talking about no, oh, no, your comments around say? the fundamental value of cryptocurrency, specifically. Is there any fucking fundamental value to cryptocurrency? So how do you kind of view that, the utility of it? How much of this is just a bunch of people getting together and gambling in a new form? 
Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think that there's there's a fair amount of, of both, right? And I think there's a fair amount of both speculation and fundamental value in, in any market that you might trade. Um, kind of for us, the way we look at it, you know, we're, we're always constantly looking at, um, you know, how many developers are, are working on these projects. And, and that's, you know, typically a good tell of where the, the puck is going to be going. Um, you could use a platform like Token Terminal, um, which I find really helpful. Um, and you could kind of take a look at relative value. So say you're trading um, Solana versus AVAX or, or, or Uniswap versus SushiSwap. Um, you could kind of take a look at, at, at where a lot of the uh, development activities coming on Token Terminal. And you could then say, okay, well, these are priced you know, pretty similarly, um, or maybe they're, you know, every every DeFi coin in, in theory kind of has a, a price to earnings revenue sort of, or price to price to revenue multiple. Um, you can't really call it earnings, but you know they call it price to revenue. Um, and so you, you've got you know coins of of similar sort of uh, construct, meaning they're both Dex coins, or they're both decentralized credit facilities like MakerDAO versus Aave. And you can see where the developers at. Um, so that's one way. You know, if you have a criteria table, you know, rate them all one through ten. Um, you know, all right, this one ranks ten, this one ranks two. Um, you know, you're clearly going to buy the one that has more fundamental value. Um, you take a look as well. You know, at cash flows, for instance. Um, you know, certain coins um, that might be like a decentralized credit facility, as I mentioned, they they earn interest. Um, and so they have obviously as well expenses maintaining those protocols, but there's always a little spread there. Um, some of the innovative platforms actually take those revenues um, and buy back and, and burn some tokens off the market. Um, so, so we're pretty compelled by that. You know, you take a look at you know, what sort of incentive programs uh, that are upcoming um, you know, meaning, uh, are there going to be airdrops? Are there going to be, um, you know, sort of ways that you could farm this protocol? Um, what I think is really interesting um, is kind of the, you know, you know, the the growth that's going to be coming with with some of these protocols that are are going to be, you know, launching new applications on top of them that you could farm. So there's lots of, you know, kind of growth there. But but in terms of value, you you know, you're not looking at you know your 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 cap m valuations you're not you're not you're not, you're just not doing that in crypto um you know a lot of it is you know taking a look at order books and seeing kind of what what available supply is um taking a look at um you know just on chain sort of when were the last you know time that the coins uh moved so you could kind of see you know what's you know get a real accurate representation of you know how many shares um are kind of you know able to be sold etc um and so yeah i mean you know it's definitely it's definitely different um, than than the stock market, it's definitely dis- different than you know running discounted cash flows. I think a lot you know right now it's it's still you know quite a bit speculative. Um, you still have to be able to tolerate risk and and manage that risk. And you know it's a lot more in, in crypto. It's a lot more than just the price volatility risk. It's you know it's the the safety and and the the private key management and making sure you're you know where you're clicking and and what you're clicking and all that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, there, there's certainly you know a lot of speculation in, in the NFT world, um, which I I still haven't you know fully wrapped my head around you know NFT valuations and you know all that kind of stuff. And so, so I, I totally I totally get the uh, kind of the quandary and the confusion around it. Um, but at the end of the day, you know the, these are assets that trade, and, and a lot of them have you know very clear trends, very clear momentum. Um, and so you know we're we're happy to to kind of take advantage right. of some of those inefficiencies. I love it. Yeah, the relative value of it. I like like, like your strategy of that. Um, there is still the cynical argument that I'm pretty sure that Chris would make around overall is crypto good for like the world. Um, but that's a much deeper conversation. And unfortunately, 
we don't have time for it. We're actually out of time entirely for talking right now. So we're going to do sure. another uh, round of tap rooms. Couple of administrative items for all of y'all. It is networking, not pitching. Be respectful of that. Be respectful of each other. We have had issues in the past. So let's not repeat that. Um, we don't do a full participant list for privacy reasons. So if you meet somebody, I don't know, swap emails, uh, get to know each other, do it right there in the chat. It's your best bet. Or join the Telegram group. Link is in the chat already. Introduce yourself. You'll see updates about Diffuse. And uh, a lot of the same people that are in the room right now, you'll see out there. And then you can contact them that way. Uh, tap rooms generally uh, do a quick round of introductions. You don't have to if you all already know each other. And then discuss the topic if you run out of things to talk about. And the topic from Ms. Isla is... What is a altcoin that you think has been overlooked in the last three, four months? Yeah. I'll put you in. I love it. Yes. <laughs> and uh, put them in Telegram, too, to make sure that your position goes up. <laughs> um, I'll uh, send you into rooms now, and we'll see you back here in 10 minutes. Uh, welcome back, everybody. I uh, hope you had good chats. Bryce, I forgot to warn you. We didn't prep call, but I forgot to warn you now. We always ask the same question as Isla furiously reshuffles the tap rooms. Tell us the future. What is coming down the pipe? Something that maybe somebody in the or the audience hasn't heard about before. What are you excited for? Yeah, that's a good question. What am I excited for? There's there's, there's a couple things, and so one of the coins that that I kind of mentioned earlier that we're we're super bullish on um, is a coin called MakerDAO, and um, kind of the ticker for for this coin is MKR. And so if I were to peer into the future, what I think is going on at MKR is, is pretty incredible. Their, their, their founder uh, is a guy named Rune Christensen, and he's, he's launching this entire like rebrand. Um, they're launching what they're calling sub-DAOs. And so the whole sort of premise of the DAO, the Decentralized Autonomous Organization, Rune uh, claims this is, this is a broken model, right? And this is the guy who founded the very first mm. sort of functional DeFi application DAO. He says this this is not functional in the way it stands. Um, you know, you think you just you know give a bunch of people the same token, and all of a sudden they're going to be uh, able to coordinate and you know properly incentivize and all this stuff. He says it's just a fallacy; it's not working. Um, and so he said, even at one point, um, kind of near the peak of the market, he was disillusioned and said that you know he 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 thought about you know closing up shop, you know the down model. But he was struck by um, inspiration. He was struck by some you know. I don't know, some spirit, who knows? Uh, but he realized that he was going to reinvent the DAO. And so uh, he's now calling these uh, sub-DAOs. And so sub-DAOs are, are pretty interesting because um, it, it solves uh, the coordination problem. It, it kind of breaks one large you know, DAO, like the maker DAO, which is purely based on you know, decentralized lending. Um, it breaks it into you know several different DAOs, right? You know, it's kind of taking the model from um, from Cosmos or maybe Polkadot, where there's kind of like this layer zero, and then all these different layers built on top that have um, kind of their own governance system, if you will. But it's all anchored back to the consensus or the security of some lower layer. And in this case, it's going to be the lower layer is going to going to be uh, Maker DAO, right? And so there's going to be different applications built on top of it. So Maker, in and of itself, kind of becomes like a layer one blockchain instead of just a uh, sort of a smart contract on top of Ethereum. So I think um, that there's going to be a lot of growth, particularly because um, you're going to be able to farm these sub DAOs. And so if you guys kind of go back to 2020 and you remember liquidity mining, liquidity mining was started by a firm 
called synthetics or the SNX token. It was and compound, right? I think comp actually was the very first liquidity mine. And so people would go and they would go use this platform. And in return for using this platform, they would earn tokens. And so FTX was famous for kind of, you know, issuing these perpetual swaps on these brand new tokens so that you could earn the token and then you could short the, uh, the future and then you could isolate the yield. Okay. And now you, you got a risk-free sort of, um, you know, trade that you've put on. And so I think a lot of this is going to come back. Um, and I'm not saying, you know, it's going to be FTX, obviously that they're gone. Um, but what I am saying is there's going to be a lot of new sort of yield that, that's forming. And a lot of this yield is going to be more sustainable. And the reason, you know, that this is going to be sustainable is now because you don't have the same problem that Anchor and Luna and Terra kind of fell where all of the, the yield and all of the lending and all this was endogenous, right? It was all, you know, collateralized on, 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 it was incestuous, right? It was, it was collateralized assets with debt and it was all you know all married together whereas MakerDAO takes real world assets from all across the world um collateralizes them lends against them earns a revenue um they also have like you know uh you know what's it called like you know ethereum or like crypto centric collateral mm-hmm. um that they earn a yield on as well and so subdaos are kind of the next new sort of you know future for a lot of these defi apps i think makers pioneering it i think a lot of other applications like compound like ave Whoever they're, they're going to kind of look at this. Maker takes the leap over the cliff. There's going to be a lot of excitement, um, and, and kind of a, a lot's going to follow. So I would, That's I would, take, I would keep a lookout for that. Um, yeah. Maker DAO, you know, it's kind of sub DAO farming. Probably something that a lot of people haven't heard of, but I think it's going to be pretty important. I think it's going to drive a lot of interest. I think it's going to drive a lot of people getting excited about the market again when they see, oh man, we could we could start to you know get yield again, and, and the yield's not just going to fall off a cliff. Um, so that's going to be interesting. That's great. Um, yeah, yeah no, subdows. We'll have to do some Googling, uh, dig into that a little bit. Appreciate that. Um, and yields back, baby. That's what it's all about. <laughs> um, Isla, do you want to do another topic for another tap room? Yeah, absolutely. So the next question is, what percentage do you have allocated to Bitcoin, Ethereum versus altcoins at the moment? And why? Bruce, opening awesome. now. All right, people are still trickling in, but we'll get going here. Um, we're going to do a couple wrap-up items. But first, Mr. Paul, thank you again for sharing some of your wisdom. Please plug your pluggables. Where can people find you? Where do you want them to go after hearing your sultry tones? Oh, yeah, awesome. Um, it'd be awesome if you guys wanted to check out Crypto 101 Podcast. Like wherever you guys uh, listen to podcasts, we have a new person on every week. And these are all, you know, if you're in the space, people you would recognize. And so we love that. Um, you know, if you want to check out our, you know, I wrote a book called Crypto Revolution. Um, you can go on Amazon and check out Crypto Revolution. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter as well. Um, I'm Bryce Paul 101. I'm super active on Twitter. And if you're uh, in the weeds of crypto Twitter, I think this is my profile. Yeah, Bryce. I don't Paul actually know what Twitter is. Or X. Sorry. Oh, right. I know X. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what um, X is. Yeah, I'm, I'm really active on there. And if you kind of follow my uh, my feed, then you might be getting some some free alpha drops every now and Ooh. again. But uh, yeah, <laughs> love it. All right. Well, thank you again for uh, coming on and. Uh, talking a little bit about crypto and microcoins. Uh, as a reminder, we do this every week, 10 a.m. Central. Next week, we're talking all about real-world assets. Uh, TBD, but late January, we're going to do a Chicago event hosted by Ms. Gabby Coots, who was actually on last week, I think, as a speaker, maybe the week before. Telegram, it's a thing. Join it. Join the group. Say hello. 
uh, and we'll send you updates and uh, interesting information out there. Uh, Isla, any other topics, things we were supposed to touch on here? Uh, if you have a speaker you'd like to recommend oh, yeah. or you want to host a few step in person, please ping me. We're always open for interesting speakers and uh, new hosts. Yeah. But otherwise, uh, thank you again, Bryce, for coming on and everybody else for being here. The networking doesn't ha work without, you know, the network. So uh, thank you for being a part of that. And we will see you in just shy of seven days. Until then, have a good one. Oh, and uh, happy new year, I guess. Welcome to the new year. Yeah. Hope it's starting off well. All right. Bye. That's all, folks. Hope you learned something new. If you join us on Zoom every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central, you can also network with other fascinating alternative investors from all over the world in small groups of four or five. Learn more on our website at www.diffusefunds.com. Until next time.